Welcome to the Divine and Worthy Podcast. A podcast capturing real conversation between two friends about all things spirituality, limiting beliefs, mindset, and emotional empowerment. We're your co-hosts, Melissa Kimberly. And I'm Tiffany Merriman. Join us in the journey to understanding your true self and allowing the space and grace to feel empowered and shine. Hi, and welcome back to the Divine and Worthy Podcast, um, where we're here to talk about some exciting topics today. Um, We, yes. So actually, I'll introduce ourselves. I am Tiffany. And I'm here with my co-facilitator, Melissa. You want to say hi, hey guys? Melissa? Hey Hello. guys, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> so today, um, we were talking about a lot of different things in our conversations. And we really kind of stepped on like how we were having troubles in our life before like stepping into our our being. Um of how we didn't accept compliments yeah, and how hard it was to accept compliments and yeah. why we didn't accept them and kind of the backfall of like what might happen when we don't accept them mm-hmm. and how we're not like allowing ourselves to grow. So we're going to talk about that and how like our self-talk is yeah. like such a telltale sign for like where we're at in our life and yeah. what paths we're going to take and also we want to also talk about like seeing the good in what we offer as a person not like as the business but as a person like what do you have that is great and yeah. being able to like allow that to shine and that rolls around to being able to accept compliments and like understanding what other people seeing you mm-hmm. that is the shining like star that you are and being able to again then tell yourself how awesome you are because our self-talk is normally not so nice so and and that isn't that the craziest thing I know Uh, when when I think about my my self-talk I'm like things I tell myself I would never tell my best friend yes like I would never say so like now my new thing is is I I listen to my self-talk and I'm more aware of like what I'm saying because honestly it's like a um backstage thing that it just keeps rolling around in your head and you don't even know you're saying it sometimes because it's so automatic and it's been there for so long that it's just like this it's constant roller um like I don't know I'm, I'm seeing like a disc you know that's going mm-hmm. around like it just keeps it keeps playing and until yeah. you start to hear what you have to say about yourself and what you're telling yourself um you can't really change it so yeah, I have started like listening to myself talk and being like, hmm, am I going to change that? Like, yeah, am I just going to keep like moving forward with that yeah. belief? And do I really believe it? Because if I really That's believe the other it. thing. Yes. Okay. These are all such like fabulous points. So okay. first, uh, yeah, I kind of like jump right no, in. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just like, I had two things about that, that I wanted to like say like one, absolutely. Like I would never talk this way to the, like the people in my life that I care about. And to be honest, I don't look, I have an ex, like I am divorced. I have an ex-husband. I don't even talk. Sometimes the way I talk to myself, I do not talk that way to this person that I don't necessarily get along with. Right. Mm, so mm. like number one there, um, Oh, lost number two. Boop. It's gone. <laughs> oh, 
if there was someone in my life that repeatedly talked to me the way that historically sometimes I've talked to myself with those negative self-talk tapes and that rumination. Um, yeah, I would not allow those people to be part of my life anymore. Right. Because they're being disrespectful and they're not caring about your feelings. And like, I mean, why would you want a friend that does that? And we should be our best friend because we're Mm -hmm. us and we like know everything and we're going, but yeah, but yet here we are. Do you want to know what I'm realizing as I, as we sit and talk about this, I'm realizing how far I've come in my um, self-deprecation and my self-talk. Um, cause I can definitely say that I lean now in more positive self-talk than I do negative, which is huge. Cause that mm. wasn't always the case. And I'm also realizing, I just, as we talk about this, I'm realizing how far I've come mm-hmm. because I'm recognizing how much it doesn't happen. Like it used to that negative self-talk. Right. And also, I'm also realizing how quickly I catch myself when it happens and like stop it and try to be curious or just stop it. Because sometimes you just need to stop it. And other times it's like, okay, why is this coming up and what is happening? Right. Not everything, right. like we don't need to meaning make out of everything, but I'm also realizing that I've, I've built a pretty big, um, a pretty strong um habit if you will in being able to like catch myself and have that self-awareness and and pivot yeah like I I think honestly like I was saying before like being aware of it is the first step Mm. noticing that you do it and and doing nothing more than that than just I feel like that that, (laughs) I say this a lot in a lot of our podcasts like just being aware that this recording is happening yeah and I mean, even if you write it down, you're aware of it, you see it. Yeah. And then, and then if you want to take another step on that, like looking at it and do I believe it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. You said that before. And I like had, yes. You said that before so, like, I was going to like add to that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you believe it, then you need to really look into that. Like what, what, what is true? What is really true? Mm-hmm. And what are you putting in there that, that isn't? And then if it's not true, you need to have a statement. You need to like come up with something that is true. Like, what can you replace that with? Because Mm -hmm. it's going to keep coming up because it's been doing this forever. It's been doing this for a really long time and it's on autopilot. So when that comes up, you, you can again, find it and then put in a new saying something different. So you're just, you're just changing the self-talk. And it's going to take, it's something you're going to have to be conscious about for a little while until it starts to becoming like a natural thing. Yeah. But awareness is number one. And you might just work on one thing at a time. You know, you you have a lot of things rolling around there, but like pick one and like really work at changing that. Yeah. Okay. I have so many things to say. Yeah. (laughs) First, I want to talk about the, is the true not first, I want to talk about it. I want to go back to is the, is this true statement? Because I have a point to make about like, do we really believe this about ourselves? But I also have a point to make about, is this true with all beliefs, if you will? So I want to go back to that one because it's a little bit juicier and it might take us on a little, a little tentacle Mm -hmm. of this conversation, but I want to talk. um, Okay. Two things. The first one is if we tend to have a habit or a pattern 
whether it's historical over life, or maybe it's just the season that you're in, maybe you're going through something really difficult. And so you're being more self-critical than you normally are with yourself. What we need to realize <clears throat> is the moment you, to your point, the moment you recognize that like, Ooh, this isn't the way I should be talking to myself or, Ooh, that was a negative thought. You already have stepped into a more positive self-talk, um, thought process and arena, if you will, because the Ooh, moment that is you so really delicious. Yes. So what you're saying is just because you made that conscious choice, your behavior has now changed. Yep. You are, yeah. Yep. And so that's, that's what I say every time. You, that's, mm-hmm. If that's all, if that's all you're able to do in that moment, if this is like, if, if changing this negative self-talk, that self-deprecation is new to you, um, and you're trying to drive change. It, if the only thing that happens is you're like, Ooh, this isn't the way I should be talking to myself. Oh, I'm being like really critical and negative. Um, you, that's, that's already huge and powerful. So if that's all like, you can get out of it, like, let's just call that good until you can continue to build on that foundation. Yes. A plus every time a plus yeah. a plus. Yeah. Like that, that is so huge. Well, like even when we're saying like, you're talking, like you're listening to our podcast right now, you are changing your reality. You, we yeah. are swirling you up in something. You are no longer the same yeah. because you know, this information now you are no longer the same. So you are, yeah, yeah you're, you're new. So same thing with your thought process. Mm-hmm. When you listen to them and change them, you are no longer the same person. We need to like remember at the beginning of each of our episodes to like mention that healing happens in so many different ways. And one of the ways that healing and growth happens is with new realizations that impact, Ooh, I'm getting froggy, excuse me, that impact the way that you perceive life, you perceive yourself, the way you're going to move forward. Right? So As we like throw all this stuff at you, if you walk away with like one new realization, you are no longer the same version of yourself that you were before you started listening to this episode. And like, we we always forget, we should like mention that we need to like make a note, like at the beginning of like every episode (laughs) to say that because healing and growth happens in a million different ways. And one of them is just a new realization that hits you maybe. And again, to the point that you made is it may not be the first time you've heard it. It may be something you already know, but today it lands deeper. It lands differently. And like you are now you're different. Like you, you right. have transformed. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yes. So again, positive self-talk, like the action of positive self-talk and self-awareness happens the moment that you recognize like, oh, this, the way I'm talking to myself isn't great. Like, and if that's all you're capable of doing in that moment in time, then that's, more than enough perfect yes 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 um the other step is that yes Mm -hmm. the other thing that you mentioned too is like when we have these negative self-talk talk tapes and statements because many of us have the same statement that like pops in over and over and over again right right Mm -hmm. um let's think of a mantra a more positive statement that we replace instead Um, that can be hard for people. And I've been in a season of life and in a time where it's hard to think of anything positive to say. And so I would say, if that's where you're at, then your statement is 
this isn't how I talk to myself. And that's all it needs to Ooh. be. It doesn't necessarily have to be if you are just in a really dark, heavy season situation, whatever. It doesn't necessarily have to be whatever. I'm great. I'm beautiful. Like if that, if that doesn't, isn't going to ring true for you and shake you out of that, like moment in time, this isn't how I talk to myself. I would say is powerful in itself. And it is also more than enough. Yeah. And again, we don't want to go into the toxic positivity part of it. So if you're saying things to yourself, just to say it, because like, if I say something positive, I'm going to believe it after time. We don't believe that. So we don't want to like have you saying something to yourself that you're not really believing either. Um, Right. Because I love that you said this because um, we're not saying that more positive statements and mantras and stuff like that don't work and you shouldn't do them. What we're saying is, is if you're just like, it's like slapping a bandaid on like the fact that you've just cut your finger off. Like it's not going to help the situation. If you are in a place where you don't believe it and you're get because what happens with toxic positivity is we can very easily find ourselves where we start gaslighting ourselves. And so it's like, we just have to be like, it's just something to be really mindful and, and like, oh, like careful that you don't, it's a fine line that you don't find yourself gaslighting yourself by like slapping this like positive statement on top of it. So yes, we're yes. not saying like and- positive mantras aren't good. It's just, um, there, there needs, I don't know, there needs to be more like depth to it. So if you're going to adopt a positive mantra, if you will, then what does it mean to you? And why have you adopted this? And like, how are, how, how can you use it to catch yourself from like a, um, like a negative statement instead? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was just going into, um, some gaslighting, um, mm. things like you couldn't say to yourself. Cause like we hear gaslighting and you're like, Oh, what does that really mean? Yeah. So like, if you're hearing yourself say it, like, I don't deserve to be happy. Like, why should I be happy? Like other people like aren't happy. I'm not the most miserable person out there. Like, I mean, life's okay. That's gaslighting yourself mm-hmm. or, um, I, I shouldn't feel this way. Yeah. That There's one happens things. a lot. Like, yeah. I shouldn't feel this way. Like, or, or maybe it's all in my head. Like, mm. I feel like that one comes up a lot too. So like, I, I'm actually just I just uh, got this on my Facebook and I'm like screenshotted it this morning. So I'm like, Ooh, I just kind of like having these. So some of the other ones are, even if they didn't mean it meanly, it still hurts. Yeah. I was going to say, that's another one that happens is like someone says something or does something and it hurts us. It makes us feel bad. Um, As we process all that, one of the things that we do that is self gaslighting is like, Oh, they probably didn't mean it oh, I bet they were having a bad day. I just need to show them some grace. And we just need to be careful. Are those statements true? Maybe. Like maybe they are having a bad day and we do need to show them grace. But it is also still okay for you to be like, yeah, you acted like a jerk and it made me feel really bad. And it's okay that I feel really bad for how you made me feel. Right. So the gaslighting part is when you're like, yeah, they're having a bad day. So my feelings are not validated there don't matter. And I feel like actually this goes along with our, our, um, conversation. Good is like, or well, because, um, that's also allowing yourself to, to like validate how you feel. 
so that you can talk good about yourself so that you don't like stuff your feelings down because when we're stuffing everything down that means you don't matter and that means like what you have to say is not important yeah and everybody else's feelings are so much important more important than my own Mm -hmm. and when you have that how are you going to talk better good about yourself because when you're looking at everybody else they're more important yeah so making yourself important and I feel like the gaslighting happens so unconsciously yeah and we're actually taught to gaslight ourselves yeah like we're taught to look at other people we're taught to like feel their emotions and like adapt our responses to how how they're reacting Mm -hmm. um I mean some of us aren't but yeah or if you're empathic that's a natural way to um live life and you don't even know you're doing it because if you don't know you're empathic like it's like it's it's a natural thing that you automatically do Mm -hmm. um is look at other people and how they're living and how can you help them or and it takes you out of the equation yeah Mm-hmm. One, I would say one of my superpowers in a, in an episode where we're talking about why, how we, why it's important to like, be able to toot our own horns and compliment ourselves. I'm going to do that, um, <laughs> which has not always been easy for me, but one of my superpowers is the ability to step back from a situation that, that I'm involved in or impacts me somehow directly or indirectly and fairly quickly and easily I can see it objectively and with like a neutrality where I can like remove myself from it and be able to find some form of compassion for the other people involved right so that really truly is one of my superpowers but it came at Mm -hmm. a price until I found the balance that we're talking about here and what I mean by that is is for a very long time this became my superpower because for a very long time, I would do that, but at the price of me being bad and me being wrong and them and the way they feel, um, like is important and making sure to see it that way. And I would overdo the, like trying to find ownership and take accountability part of things. So for as much as I'm really glad that that is a superpower I have, I will say for a long time, it came at a price for myself because um I was very self-deprecating I took responsibility for things and internalized them that weren't really mine to own um and really beat myself up unnecessarily for things um I think some of that also comes from like being in an emotionally abusive relationship too but um Mm -hmm. yeah so I just like I don't know I just felt like I like it was important to like mention that that it's important to be able to step back from situations and try to, in a moment of time, have self-awareness and see, try to see things more neutral and objectively. But like, again, it really is the sweet spot spot between not gaslighting yourself. Right. Um, and shoving pop toxic positivity down your place, but then also not living in a space of like, um, like victim mentality, if you will, where like everyone's mm-hmm. like mean to me and that sort of thing. Like this, this, that spot is, it's a, no one can see me, but I'm doing this thing, like demonstrating the middle, <laughs> it's a sweet spot in the middle. And yeah. it looks, I mean, it takes, 
I don't know if practice is the right word. I just feel like, I don't think awareness. To me, I could, yeah. Like, I don't think we can stress self-awareness and understanding yourself like enough. Like it's really, yeah. it's usually our answer to just about everything. Yeah. It, well, and like, it's a, it's a process. Like we're still working on it. We're just aware, like all we're doing is being aware and moving forward. So like, I would even point out and I hope you don't mind. Yeah. Um, if I was looking at Melissa six to eight months ago, Mm. And I gave her a compliment. She would have shriveled down. Mm-hmm. She would have been like the wicked witch when she got water on her and like, mm. she would have melted no to the floor. Like, yeah, and she would have it. melted to the, like, to this littlest thing that doesn't want to be there. So like for her to say, I am accepting this compliment and I am accepting it with like love and grace and like gratitude mm-hmm. is something that six to eight months ago, wasn't happening Mm -hmm. so what you're hearing from melissa is growth but growth that like is happening and continues to happen yeah um yeah because i do stuff definitely like it's still i'm still a work in progress i think like we all mm -hmm. are but you are not wrong i hated compliments i hated attention like that and there are really obvious reasons why that's the case for me. And then there's like less obvious cases because I remember being a little kid, like probably five to eight years old. Mm-hmm. And it would be my birthday. And it would be the point in the evening where like my family would sit around me with my birthday cake and the candles lit and sing me happy birthday. And I would cry. I hated it. I hated oh. it, hated it, hated it. I hated the attention on me. I hated it. I hated it. So I know that there is a part of me where this is, it's, it's deeply rooted and it probably comes from maybe past life stuff. Maybe it's like, like ancestral generational stuff. It definitely comes to from some like uh, belief things that were like formed in early childhood for sure. Um, Cause that, I mean, I was like pretty young to feel that way. Um, and then as I transitioned into like adolescence in my adult life, there are definitely, um, other things that like come into play for sure. But yeah. 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 Well, I, I, like, I was just trying to think about like my, yeah. What has that been like for you? Yeah. Um, compliments. Like I always wanted to I always like was like, yeah, but this person is doing this too. Mm. Like I always like deflected and referred because I didn't want to take the spotlight because I didn't want to like, my big thing is I didn't want a big head and I didn't want anybody to think I was. Yes. Yeah. I don't want anyone to think I'm vain. It's vain. It's vain to receive compliments proudly. And it's vain to talk about yourself boldly and confidently. Yeah. So I always looked to ways to give the compliment back Mm -hmm. and I always wanted them like I liked them it made me feel good but then it it also like I had (laughs) oh see I got complimented like from my family it was a it was a thing so like I didn't have problems like in my family taking the compliments it was like and I think sometimes they were like no make sure that you And, and I think this came from my family is you know you may be good at this thing so but don't get a big head about it Mm. you may have this happening but you know we we are we are people who um 
take it gracefully mm-hmm. and gracefully for me wasn't it was like literally chop the yeah. head off and then yeah. you, I, I can't do that because otherwise I'll look like I I um I'm trying to take too much mm-hmm. or like I'm becoming cocky yeah. and that's never where I wanted to be and and truly I, I I never even accepting a compliment doesn't mean that actually I feel like when you're trying to give a compliment and someone doesn't want it it's like it's rude so I probably came off more rude than I did um cocky or if I would have accepted it being cocky you know it's funny Um, you say that because I struggle with like how I give this advice to people because there's a part of me that's like this isn't the reason why but if this is what it takes I will give it when I was first working on being able to receive compliments and like it's one thing to like it was really a multi-stepped process. So, so, so to your point, like it started off by like receiving them and not deflecting them away. And then it like, then the next step to that was like actually being able to like accept them and understand, like understand it and believe it kind of thing. But in the beginning stages, somebody said to me, like when, when I give someone a compliment and they don't receive it, like it makes me feel bad. And so in the beginning stages for me to hear that made me feel bad. So I was in such a, I don't even like, I hate to say like wounded and broken, but kind of space that in the beginning stages for me, I would accept I how I worked on accepting compliments was by thinking to myself, I'm going to make Tiffany feel bad if I don't accept this. So I'm going to say, thank you. I received this. And like, I struggled to give that advice because we shouldn't be accepting compliments like for somebody else, but that's where I was at. Like I couldn't. It was too hard mm-hmm. for me to do anything other. And so it's like, look, this person is trying to do good and it makes them feel good for me to accept it and for them to say it. And so I don't want them to feel bad. So that was the literal first baby step for me was I don't want someone but to feel But I, I feel that, I feel like we could call that attention, like being attuned, like noticing that you're doing yeah. that. And you know what? Why can't we just like, accept, like, you didn't say you accept it. You said you received it. Yeah. So you're not saying that you believe it. You're just saying, I received what you said. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, yep, I received your email. Doesn't mean you like what's in the email. Yeah. It just means you received it. But like, let's look into that, that compliment a little bit more. And the more you receive the compliments, because now you're hearing the compliments and not deflecting the compliments. Like, let's look at that a little bit. Is, is what they're saying true? Like, could you look at that and like, look at the compliment and see, this is what someone's seeing from me. This is the external, like what I'm putting out there. This is what people are receiving from me. And do you feel like that's what you're giving out? Like, do you feel, is that like what you are trying to give? If it is awesome, if it's not, and you're just doing it and it's positive, like, wow, look what you're doing. And you don't even know. Yeah. You don't even have to try. Yeah. So, um, I think you're going to learn a lot about yourself in the compliments that you receive because you're going to see what other people see from you, not that internal, um, that radio playing or tape cassette playing over and over, because that's what you're, that's what you believe in yourself. Other people don't hear that of you. They're seeing what you're giving off. So that could help you rewrite your, your recording. Yeah. So I really feel like this is like a good point for me to honor, if you will, the people that have been in situations that 
And I guess, to be honest, Tiffany, I don't know if you have had relationships, friendships, or been in situations like this, but I lived in a toxic, emotionally abusive situation for a long time. And so as someone who's been in a place where people use their words against you, use your strengths against you, um, that really plays a really big toll on your psyche, your self-esteem and your self-worth and your ability to receive compliments in a genuine way. And so I just, I feel like this is like a really good time for me to say like, that is definitely part of my story is that, Mm -hmm. um, and to just say, I see you if that has been your story. And this all seems really far-fetched because what happens if that has been somebody's experience is um, compliments were used as a way to manipulate. Um, They would be used like a, like against you so like really sarcastic and they were always twisted and convoluted so it would be like I'm like I'm trying to think of like if I can remember like an example like you look really nice today what are you trying to do kind of thing um it's like a way yeah the hit like the hidden meaning so like just over I don't know It, it like part of what it has been for me and my journey has been is um beyond not being able to believe them like receiving compliments like wasn't safe and so like shutting it off was as opposed to like I'm just going to shut this off and I don't even hear you I don't hear if you're trying to be nice to me I don't hear if you're being mean to me like I just I don't even hear it I'm not receiving any of it was like how I created safety for myself because it was like it was a lie it was like a way to manipulate it was sarcastic um I don't know so, sometimes yeah Go so ahead. could you differentiate between the that person saying it and like a person that you trust seeing bringing compliments or was it like something like it was a hard drawn line because if you lifted it the floodgates would just open yeah um that's like a really good question it's a good question because like offering like like insight would be helpful for people but it's also a really good question because I've never really thought about it because I would totally like me today would totally say to someone you understand I'm your friend and you know that I care about you and I've always had your best interest at heart and I think you you, like you see that and you can agree with that right and you realize Mm -hmm. this toxic person was was not good and wasn't good for you and did all these things. Right. And so you under, so I would say to someone like, you understand the difference between someone that really loves you giving you a compliment as opposed to somebody that does not. And you know that, and you recognize that Um, for as much as I would give that advice today, there are very much plenty of people out there where it's just, it, it just has to be a wall, like just boom. Right. Yeah. And I think in the, in the moment, if someone had asked me, I think part of what it is, is because emotional abuse is so psychological, like such a psychological abuse, like for years. And I still feel this way. Like, I almost wish that I'd been hit and beaten because I would have left way sooner because that just felt very different to me than like what was happening. And it's just like this constant, like statement after statement, year after year, day after day, all of it of just like wearing away at your self-worth and your self-esteem. And so compliments from anybody just felt painful like it's so 
and I can't I struggle to like put words as to like why it is that way other than it just was and so if you recognize that this is like if receiving compliments talking positively about yourself like giving yourself compliments and owning your strengths and when you do a good job and have a good work product and if you're a good mom and all that sort of thing um if you recognize that this is an area that's difficult for you like it's just a matter of like one recognizing it and like how how can you try to work on it and it's really baby steps you know and if again like I said if the first baby step is like I'm going to receive as opposed to accept I'm going to receive this compliment for the other person and not even for myself if that's the first step it's a first step it's you're at least moving forward and not staying still or moving backwards Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and really you don't even have to say you're doing it for the other person you're just doing that to move forward like Mm -hmm. At that point, you can say you're doing it for yourself because you're receiving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you received it. Like you're receiving as you moving forward too. Yeah. It's changing. It's making a change. It's turning, it's moving energy so that you can hopefully accept them at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I, I, I love that. Um I wish that like, this is like one of those things, this actually happens to me like a lot is like, I've lived some life and I have some journeys that I know like many people and many women and many moms can like relate to. And I have come out the other side, which is part of what makes me like a good, like a good coach and a good mentor for people. Mm -hmm. They were definitely seasons of life where I was just trying to like survive and do my best and try to come out of that. Sometimes I don't have like the best recollection of like how I got from that place in time to the moment that I'm at now where even you can say to me, um, I noticed a change in you. Like, I'm like, I don't even know how it happened. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, and, and I mean, your survival mode is survival mode. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it is. And it's just like living to live, to, to make it to the next day, to make it to the next minute, to make it to the next second. Like that's, that's what it is. So, um, I think one of the biggest things, and I think you and I've talked to, I don't remember if it's been on the podcast or just talked about it amongst ourselves. One of the biggest things I think that helped me is realizing a on my own and B, I had a friend like say this to me one day and it was just like we had mentioned earlier, like sometimes something is said to you and it lands in a way that's deeper and more powerful than it's like it has before. Because when she said it, like I, it's something I already knew, but it just hit me. Right. She said something to the effect of, I wish I could remember how deliciously articulate she presented it to me, but she basically was like, Melissa, I love you. And here's a list of all the people that like love you and think you're great. And she's like, so why do you care about this one person? And so at the very least, she's like, there are people that are going to love you and people that aren't going to love you. You aren't going to be their cup of tea. So she's like, are you going to land in the camp with the people that are like, have the protest sign saying, we hate Melissa. Are you going to sit over there with them? Are you going to sit over there with the people that are like, we think you're the best thing and being around you is our favorite thing to do. And it was like her saying that to me in that moment that like really, really it was definitely a pivotal moment for me. And like, 
really giving zero Fs about other people's opinions of me. Because if you, if you're going to make all these people happy, then like, what does it matter about the people? Like, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. And you can't change it because like, they're not going to like you. It doesn't matter how hard you try, what you do, they're going to find fault in, in, in it. It's like some energies are just like, and we've talked about this, like some energies are just like not meant to ever like align and mesh number one. And number two, if some, if you're like, if you show up in life and you make even a half-hearted attempt to be like a decent person, if someone doesn't like you, it's 97% their own crap. Like they have their own stuff going on. They don't like themselves. And it probably has very little about you and what you did or didn't do. And if you think about it too, it could be that they're saying what your, your cassette, (laughs) your recording says they're validating what you're saying to yourself. So it hurts more. And then you're like, I don't really want that to be true. Cause a lot of times what's like playing on a recording isn't what we want to be true. It's just like, yeah. No, you're so, you're so right. We've talked about that before too. Like you can't be offended by something someone says if there is not a part of you that believes it. And so, um, first of all, if they're saying those things to you, because they know that like, um, run, (laughs) (laughs) reevaluate, run number one, (laughs) but number two, sometimes this stuff is like sad and it's not meant that way. Or it's just, sometimes it's our interpretation and someone says something and then it's, you're oh you allowed them opportunity to clarify you would they would be like oh that's not the way I meant that I'm so sorry if that's how it was like received yeah oh should should we go into like my conversation that I had what was it last week or two weeks ago with my husband yes if you're you're open to sharing because was this was this what we had together and I was like girl that's not not what we meant at all so I've been doing the podcast Melissa and I've been working we've been like super happy like things are flowing we're in our jam right so my husband he's like he likes to play video games and he was like so this is like I'm giving my version and his version so he plays video games and I I have like an aversion to them I really don't like them and it's kind of, it's like our if we have a a, a, a something that doesn't work it's the yeah. video games you guys right? are gonna butt heads it's yeah yeah that, his hobby all, all is the time. gaming yes his hobby is major gaming so um I <laughs> he goes I just love how happy you are and I'm and I'm like yeah I'm really happy he goes so am I and then instantly like that was like the great thing like he's like I'm just so happy like I could I actually noticed in like the two-week time frame that he was like so much happier right I so he's telling and- you he's happier and you recognize like you were noticing yeah. it yourself Yes. And he's telling me I'm recognizing that you're happier. Like, and he goes, I'm so happy for you. And he gives me all the time I need. He never gives me crap when I'm like, oh, yep, hopping on something. We're Melissa and I are doing something. We're doing it with my work wife, Melissa. (laughs) (laughs) So you know what then like triggered me? Oh, you're happier because you get to play video games all the time and you get more time for you for that and you don't have to hang out with me. That is exactly what happened. And it was like supposed to be this, like, we're so happy. We're happy. Like, this is a great, like, like, um, you know, balance. We're balanced now. (laughs) And all I could come up with is, oh yeah, that's because you get to do what you want and you get rid of me. And you don't want to be around me. 
Yeah. 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 Well, then yeah. Tiffany tells me this and I was like, mm, okay, friend, this is where I have to hold the mirror up. I don't think that's how, because didn't this happen right around your anniversary? And oh like, yeah. You're yeah. like divorce, like it's done. And I was like, or maybe you just celebrate your anniversary and be in love. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it was literally the day before our 10, 10 year anniversary. And I'm like, do I ruin this? Do I just ruin it? Like I could ruin the crap out of this anniversary. Those moments, like that's where you need like a, what would Melissa say? What would Melissa yeah. do? Not saying I have it all figured out, but in that moment, I think that uh, that. I know. But like in that moment, like yeah. I, it, it's my adversion, like how much I dislike video games and how right. much he likes them that he would rather be with his video game than me. Right. And that so makes like, him more happy. <laughs> So what's happening in that moment, like what we're alluding to by using you as our as our example here, is there must be something within you, some sort of insecurity or fear that he doesn't really want to be with you, or he would rather do this than like spend time with you or whatever. Like there's something yeah. in there that not saying he doesn't contribute to it somehow, like we're not going to absolve him of all of his responsibilities, <laughs> like, come on, but like um there's something festering in you there's a little I'm gonna use the word wound for the, like a descriptor here I'm not saying it's because you're wounded but oh yeah but you know what okay you, you say that we, and I got some. yeah if we have like if we think about a literal wound in our body and we keep like we'll take a paper cut right like on your finger or something and it's in a spot where like you bend your finger or you're con it's on your fingertips so you're constantly like touching things and doing things and like breaks it open right and so if mm -hmm. you have this insecurity or fear that's a quote-unquote wound um then it doesn't take much to rip it open and so in that moment it was okay totally well validating. we're just gonna have a whole a whole session here because I know what that wound is oh okay and... yes please share <laughs> let's get way off track here so, yeah but I think it's okay because I think oh, it's course, like of example it <laughs> everything we say is deliciousness what are you talking about so when I was in England I was deployed to England um and I had a boyfriend and um he played wow which is this video game which is the video game that my husband first started out playing and I felt like when I was there like he again did care more about this video game than me and made time for it but I mean, he did make time for me, but it started out there. Like I never had, well, actually that's where it kind of like started, but it really started with my parents saying video games are bad and we don't have them. A, I think it was because we couldn't really afford them and they didn't know about them. Um, but B, I had like this, like video games suck. Like you, I, and then when I was younger, see, all this is coming back. I would go to my friend's house and they would play video games and I sucked at it. You know, you're doing Mario here and I'm going along and I die in like 10 seconds. And then I have to sit there and watch my friends for half an hour before it's my turn again. And then I have 10 seconds to play and then it's their turn again. And it made me angry. Yeah. Right. And then fast forward, Tyler, my, my husband, he got, um, an Xbox and we were trying to play like Call of Duty or something. And I'm like pushing the forward button. He goes, Tiff, you're going left and right. 
all you're doing is going left and right. You're not moving anywhere. You're left and right. And I just threw my hands up. Like, do you like, throw the controller and be like, bye? And oh, yeah. Off. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. It would be a very yeah. dramatic exit. Because <laughs> that's, that's what I do. Like, I literally, I throw and I yell. And so I did that. And I'm just like, never again. I am done. So then, you know, like, I tried and I failed again. So it's like, it doesn't matter. And now my kids, I have two sons, are video gamers. Yeah, they're gamers. So too. it's like. Tiffany, you have to figure this out because they're going to keep smacking it in your face. Like, yeah. I don't think I could be smacked in the face anymore. Yeah. Because my like, whole entire family. Out. Yeah. Yeah. My whole entire family is video gamers. So side message, that's all going on. Well, that's so why I, I had this like major like divorce. You want this over me. What I hear there, though, is like two things. So there's probably some sort of like insecurity, like somewhere around like worthiness or like whatever, right? There's something like there with that. But then also there's like this insecurity. I'm using air quotes that people can't see. Insecurity there about like they can do this and they're good at it and I can't do this and I'm bad at it. And there's something there. So you're it's like mm. being you're being like slapped on one cheek and then slapped on the other, <laughs> which if you think about it, though tends to be the case with things with insecurities and fears and beliefs like that it, it's 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 complex Dual and like or it's, yeah. it's layered it's layered mm -hmm. yeah yeah the moral of the story is like please let Ty know that I was giving him the benefit of the doubt and I was like <laughs> oh my this is, is an overreaction <laughs> just just yeah cheers to yeah. the anniversary and not oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so that was a thing like just a few weeks ago um yeah so that's see how it but I guess what I want to see it like it it's deep-seated and I obviously I've, I've known I've had to work on it I just I have like this wall that I'm like if I let go I might like games or like I might be that is my dream. Like, that is my, you know what? I, I can't even lie to you, Tiffany. If I was like, Hey girl, do you have time to talk? And you're like, I can't because I'm playing some Minecraft. That would like really light me up inside. <laughs> I know. And my kids want me to play. Like they yeah. totally want me to play. And I'm like, but, it, and I literally had this dialogue, but if I do that, I'm giving in. If I do that, Ooh. I'm telling them they're right. Like if I do that, all of my struggle, all of my anger, all of this was not worth it. Mm. But it's not. Like, I can tell myself it's not. But, like, there is something in there. Yep. That, like, and I'm like, ooh, I kind of want to play. Like, I don't know how, but I kind of want to because, like, at least I'd be in their life. Like, I yeah. feel like when they're doing it, it's them three and then I'm just, like, this lone soldier. So I'm oh supposed to come. Okay, just so you know, like, this is where... <laughs> This this is where I don't know maybe this makes me the asshole here, but like that would be delicious. My entire family ignoring me, so I can have alone time <laughs> is like my dream scenario. No, it's but they want to do it all the time. <laughs> this is my single life for me right now is like gorgeous because the kids are only with me half the time. I got one going off to college, so it's just the other one. And when he's gaming, I'm like, sweet, Real Housewives, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> but I have it all the time. Yeah. Like that's what they want to do. And I love people. Like I love people. Like I want that social interaction. I want the cut talking. I want like mm. that fun, like yeah. do I have an aversion to people. So yeah. like too much yeah. peopling and I'm like done for days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh so we're funny. 
you oh, and I are real? funny and as human like human beings we're funny we're funny. funny human beings are funny yeah yeah like, like in my head I know how to like do it I just can't like let go yeah no I get it and I'm also yeah. just like thinking too like I just love how your husband noticed that you're happier and then said it because a lot of time like our like our, our partners like don't do that said it like if you if like looking at it today I think well I think even in the moment when we talked about it because we joked about it when it happened but um like who wouldn't want their husband to be like I am noticing this change in you like for the better yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yes because here's the like the reality right I'm not gonna maybe this is a little biased because I am a woman because I am a mom and because in in any relationship I tend to be um have the alpha energy if you will oh I could totally see that (laughs) what what are you talking about um I will receive that Tiffany (laughs) no um so maybe this is a, like a little bias. So I will say that this isn't necessarily just women. I would say, you know, where your energy lies, but the person for me, I am the thermostat of the energy and the mood for the people in my life. So what I hear in Tyler's statement to you is, is you're the thermostat in your household. And like, what I mean by that is you control the temperature. So if like mom's in a good mood, then everyone's in a good mood. If mom isn't <laughs> in a good mood and then everyone's like walking on eggshells. And so um, that happy wife, happy life thing is like a real statement. I mean, like kind of, <laughs> I think it depends on like, again, like what your energy is and like what everyone's role is in their relationships and their partnerships. Um, and I know like, that's what it was for me. So, um, yeah, like it's just kind of a testament to like, <clears throat> okay. So this is like taking us off course too. It's also a testament of why we say we need to prioritize ourselves. We need to choose us, mm. like choose you. So if yeah. you, like, if you weren't prioritized and, and not the way your happiness has shifted is, um, I don't want to say in a unique way, but it kind of is unique. Like you and I've really stepped into our purpose. We're doing things that we love and therefore it's changed our perspective, our outlook and our demeanor. Right. Yes. yes. This is a testament to, if we're talking about like being the thermostat in your home, um, and in your like relationships is, um, why it's important to choose yourself and make yourself happy. Because if you're happy, there's a ripple effect, because if you're not happy, there's a ripple effect too. Right. So that's Mm -hmm. why we like will preach and like repeat on repeat on repeat, like prioritize yourself, put you first, make sure that you are putting your oxygen mask on before everyone else's. You can't pour from an empty cup. I will throw all the cliches out there because it is absolutely true. And when you say, so like when you're saying like you first, it doesn't mean like you have to go spend money. You don't have to like, like, it's not like the Oh, I got to have a spa day. No, that's not. I mean, yes, if you want to, if that's yeah. like what fills your cup, if it, but it could be as like, I need 10 minutes. I am going to, I used to like literally put myself on timeout. <laughs> Mom needs a timeout right now. And I would come in my room and cry. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. That was like, 
putting myself first because otherwise I yeah, you knew it was couldn't happen. Yeah. do life. Like, I don't know, like, might I hit someone? Might I like say something I don't really want to say? Yeah. Might I just like completely explode and like lose it? And is it okay to like lose it in front of my kids? Yes. I feel like they, they are okay to see me crying and they are okay to see that mom has emotions. And then what I do is I have the conversation of this is how I felt and I cry. Yeah. So like, I could it be a learning experience? Yes. But did I need to have that? No, I took myself, I, I gave, like, there was a season in life where mom was on timeout. Like I didn't really call it like, yeah, I might've said timeout, but like, I just need, I need, I need a minute. And I took as many minutes as I needed before I could come out. And it could be as little as giving yourself that time and then not feeling bad about it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I can come out and I can be a better mom. Like yeah. I am a better person after yeah. this. So um, really finding that what is it that the little things like before you lose it mm-hmm. like what can you do to yourself like yourself? I want to start like a revolution I'm going to create a petition and I'm going to ask everyone to sign it about like changing the definition of the word selfish because if you look up the definition of selfish It really basically is like taking care of yourself. And that is a bunch of crap. Like being selfish is like caring about yourself and nobody else. And who cares what the collateral damage is? And that's not what self-care and prioritizing yourself is. Self-care and prioritizing yourself is taking care of you first so you can be there for all of the people. Because sure, there's like a moment in time where you can run on the fumes, like a short period of time where you're like burnt out, but you still are able to show up for other people. But that's like a very small window and it is absolutely not sustainable. And so I can't, I cannot like preach this enough. And then also like what I think sometimes too is look, especially for like women and moms, right? um a couple of things like what if you're pouring everything into everyone else what happens if for some reason that's not there anymore what happens if unfortunately your relationship like does end and you don't have that partner anymore or what happens when your kids do leave home because I am living in that season um you know or for me what like made me like kind of have to really reprioritize and really get clear on what mom and motherhood look like for me was when i went through a divorce with a 6 year old and a 6 month old and i had mm-hmm. to share those kids with someone else and they were only with me half the time and i needed to figure out a way right quick to get okay with them not being with me and not obsessing about what's happening what's going on are they okay do they miss me like I I would not have survived if I hadn't found a way to reevaluate. So with that said, um, like we are more than our titles. We are more than our titles. We are more than mom. We are more than wife, partner, girlfriend, like whatever. We are more than sister, daughter, whatever. We are, we are our individual selves. I'm Melissa, you're Tiffany. And that needs to be the top of the pyramid and everything comes underneath it. And that is not selfish. It is absolutely what we're conditioned to believe. I think, especially as moms and women, um, but that's, you know, like I could talk about this like forever. Yes. Yeah. And I think you have a good, and you know what, I'm going to tie this back in. Cause I think that's seeing the good that you have to offer, like being mm. able to like, I'm, we're going to, we're going to tie this back because yeah. 
if you if you don't have if you don't have a bucket that's at least half full you can't see any good that you have to offer because you're exhausted and you're not giving your full the fullness that you you could be so if you want to be giving half half yourself or a third of yourself and 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 feel like that's good but like what if you could give a hundred percent I know oh my gosh what would a hundred percent look like what would a hundred percent be received as you know yeah and what needs to come off your plate so that you can start giving you can start taking all those ways that you've split yourself into like micro doses of you what needs to start coming off your plate what are you saying yes to that you need to say that you need to be saying no to yeah. You know, I kind of looking at this and like momhood part of it is like, I wanted my kids and my kids are still young. I wanted them to play sports. I want them to do this. And when I had them doing that, I was like, Oh my God, I'm exhausted. Mm. There's so much like we're going all the time. And I didn't like it. And As then a mom that had that. Yeah. That's hard. And then I not, sorry, I totally interrupted <laughs> to make it all about me, but I had kids at two very different ages. So when I had um, an eight-year-old that had baseball games or baseball practice at eight o'clock at night, I had a two-year-old and I was doing it by myself. So like, I totally get that. Like I, or yeah. when I had a kid that was in high school, but couldn't drive yet and had in the middle of summer had two a days for football. And I'm like, and all, and I, we don't live in the same city where practice was like, yeah, you're running all the time. Like basically what you're saying and what we're saying is like every scenario there's like a yes and a rebuttal if you will yeah and like my kids not wanting to play and not wanting to do that was like a a relief and b it was like I was sad yeah so because like I had my intention but then I'm like I didn't realize how exhausting my intention like what I wanted them to do would be and then b I'm like oh but they don't want to. So now what are we going to do? And I was like relieved because now I can, we can, we can do different things. Like we can play video games. I wish you all could see her face when she said that. (laughs) (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. Like that. It was like that. It was, it was, but that doesn't like video games aren't like stressful. They're not moving around. So like, there's like totally like I got my, life back and I well not life back but like it wasn't as stressful but then you know I I guess I don't know where I'm going with that but yeah there was two like I had like two different spaces on that like I wanted it I got it and it was like a lot yeah and then yeah all right we 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 got off on a tangent but they were good tangents there but I want to like bring it back to like the whole like positive self-talk thing and like I want to start to like walk people towards like um things they can do to maybe improve their self-talk and like their awareness I mean I think we've sprinkled them throughout um so one of the things um that I just like want again bringing it back like I just wanted to remind is like why is positive self-talk so important and the first one is is like we're always with ourselves. we are with ourselves 100% of the time so why would we want to be mean to ourselves and like I just feel like we want to be that friend that we wouldn't want around there's enough criticism in the world there's enough going on in the world right now like why spend 100% of my time with someone that's not very nice to me right so I mean that's like number one 
But like the other reasons for like positive self-talk is it reduces stress, it boosts our confidence, and it helps build better relationships. And the thing I want to add about better relationships is, is who wants to be around somebody who's like constantly down on themselves? I Mm -hmm. used to have somebody in my life that, oh my gosh, was a lovely person, but super exhausting because everything came with like a, I can't, I can't do this. You do this so much better. I wish I could do this. Like it was like everything. And it got to the, it was just really hard to be around them. And so, mm-hmm. um, it just, it helps build better relationships when we can show up like just this really postured version of ourselves. Again, not trying to make why we should work on ourselves and make sure we're talking nicely to ourselves about other people. But as we've kind of already alluded to a few times in this discussion is um, you're going to, if you're in a good place, the environment around you is just subsequently in a good place. We've talked about this on another podcast about how our the energy that we exude, our persons, our beings exude. We all have energy. We've all everything is made up of energy is what is it Tiffany 12 feet around us that's how our energy circle is yeah so yeah I mean just look at like I gave the example my husband saying you're happier I'm happier like it it rippled it rippled in my my kids my we don't have arguments in our house Mm. like we used to yeah and and they diffuse faster so, but mm-hmm. it, I think it's just because like we're living in a little bit higher vibrational frequency. Yeah, we're not in this lower vibrational frequency that it's it's like an explosion. Like that's we're we're not feeling that fire. We're feeling the fire for yeah for happiness and positivity and like what what can we be? What are we looking at? Like yeah, now he's looking at like a happy person, and I'm looking at a happy person, and I'm actually at point like who are you? You're so happy. Like I, (laughs) yeah. Well, and like, you know, I mean, you're talking about your marriage, but like, let's just like talk about it in general as well. So in relationship with a partner or like in general, like think about how much more attractive that is and how much more appealing it is to be around somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah. And not making it be bad, you know, um, not making it like, I'm being vain about myself, you know, like it's right. a good thing. Yeah. Like it's okay. Like, I feel like while we, like you were saying, like what's, what's uh selfish, selfish. Mm. But we, we were literally taught to not care about ourselves. Yes. It's so much right way. We are conditioned like, to not care about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's so, it's so like, Oh, I want to start a revolution. Like, no, but not, not a revolution. Like that you only care about yourself, but a revolution that you come first so that you can give so much more that you can be so much more that you can put yourself out and like just shine. Yeah. But when you're shining, others are shining with you. Yeah. You're not like the spotlight is everywhere. Like everybody is like receiving, not, not this like yep I'm awesome you know well and just like we talked about how like self-care isn't prioritizing self isn't selfish 
being able to talk positively about yourself, <clears throat> give yourself accolades to your own horn. This is what I have to offer. These are my strengths. This is what makes me a good employee, a good wife, a good spouse, a good person, a good friend, a good coach, right? It doesn't mean you're vain. Like at the core right. of it, it's about like your integrity and your character. And are there people that talk a good talk and like boast about how awesome they are and are just complete jerks? Like, absolutely. But is that you? Probably not. Probably yeah, not. Right. You know, I feel I'm like listening to this. Like, that's why, um, oh, uh, wow, brain, brain burn. <laughs> uh, hiring. Um, when you go on a job interview, job interviews. Oh, job interview. Oh, I wasn't yeah. catching that. <laughs> yeah, that's why job interviews can be so hard because that is what you're doing. You're tooting your own horn. Yeah. And when you're not used to tooting your own horn, it feels off. It doesn't feel authentic because you don't even know what to say about yourself. Because if you were going to toot your horn, it would be the record that's playing in your head. And that's not a nice one. So yeah. like, let's make that record so that you can do this job interview that mm -hmm. you can like interview for the life you want. Yeah. And then be able to execute it. There is absolutely a way to have humble confidence. There is yes. absolutely a way to humbly own your strengths, 1000%. And you know mm -hmm. what? If one time you say something and it like comes out and you're like, ooh, that was a little jerky. Okay, oops, that, now you know. And like, you'll do it differently next time or you can own yeah. it. Like, hey, I might've come across... That might have not been received in the way that I intended it to like make it make it right as opposed to making yourself really tiny and really small and really wrong and really bad for being like I'm awesome and this is why this is why I'm the best candidate this is why I'm the best friend that like whatever it is mm -hmm. go on mm -hmm. about this forever um yeah. and again like we kind of said this too well we've said like when we're mean to ourselves like First of all, would we talk that way to our friends? And also, if we had a friend that was that mean to us, like, would we still be in friendship and relationship with them? Probably not. So when it comes to, like, making the change in the way that you talk to yourself, that self-talk, um, what what do your closest friends and loved ones say about you? Like, would they see these things about you? And if they wouldn't, then, like, then there's, like, some self-exploration that you need to do on, like, why you're talking that way to yourself and like is there a theme in it and like where are these things like really coming from like when tiffany gave her example about um her husband like saying like i notice you're happier and like it triggered her like mm -hmm. okay where are these things coming from because my husband just said that he like loves that he sees that i'm happier and this triggered me like why and like maybe it has something to do with him or maybe it has absolutely nothing to do with him right um right and again it's like that self-awareness and that um, curiosity, but like also not using it against ourselves. I just, I'm going to pull it up on my phone. Nobody really can see what's happening here, but you, because I just did a post about this the other day and I want to like read what I wrote because it was genius at the time. And now I don't remember it. Self-examination <laughs> and self-awareness is about growth, compassion, and acceptance of self. Do not turn it into a means to degrade, judge, or gaslight yourself. The goal is self-love, not self-deprecation. So as you're going, as you're trying to make these shifts in yourself and you're trying to be curious about like, why am I talking so negatively? Like, don't, don't 
allow this exercise, right? And this practice to become another way that you're just beating up on yourself. Like nobody needs that, right? Like we've right. already That's said. just making another wheel. That's just <laughs> making another track. Like we don't need to take another track off of a track that you already have. Like, yeah, no, we're getting rid of it. We're, yeah. we're releasing so, it from your belief system. You're releasing it so that it, it no longer, it's no longer serving you. Right. Right. Be so, mindful of that, like self-judgment, like don't be mm-hmm. beating up on yourself. Yeah. Oh, that was like a lot. So I don't know, like, is there like a way to wrap package this up and deliver it? Like take with key takeaways I don't know I don't I don't we kind of went all over the place. I all really I just want like being aware of yourself like that yeah. is key that's number one like really being aware of yourself being aware of what you're saying how you're saying it and what you're believing yeah and like and and being kind to yourself mm-hmm. when you're going through the process of like changing the 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 record Mm -hmm. because it might not all like feel good Mm -hmm. it's not all gonna feel good and you're gonna have to go to spaces that you don't want to like you know I've said yes I've said this a lot lately so there's clearly a theme with this making changes being honest with ourselves having that like really um purposeful, radical, radical. That's the word I'm looking for. Having some radical self-awareness and some self-accountability. Is it easy? No. Is it going to make you uncomfortable? Absolutely. But if you're finding yourself in a space where you're like, Ooh, I need to have some self-awareness and I have some things to work on. You are probably already uncomfortable. I would argue maybe even a little bit miserable. So what I say all the time is at least have your discomfort be serving a purpose that is moving you towards a space where you are more happy, more fulfilled, more joyful, and you're happy within yourself. Like, again, I wish I had like a nice way that I could like deliver this, but like (laughs) I left a relationship two-ish years ago. And um, historically, I haven't liked being single. I wouldn't say that like historically I've been codependent. I just didn't like being single. Like being alone with myself made me uncomfortable. It is my favorite thing to do right now. (laughs) I've done so much work. I love being in my own company. And so I'm like, let this be a testament that like you can get from wherever you're at. If you're feeling like some of the things we've talked about today is like, Ooh, these are patterns that I have. You can get from there to like where I am now, which is able to receive compliments more and more confident and being able to own my strengths and loving, um, myself and like being spending time alone and like all of that so I just had a I've heard this that you just like made my my connection Mm. I never used to like to be alone I was uncomfortable with myself at the Mm. point when I was in England and he was on the computer so that meant I had to be by myself Mm. and now I like I just look at this like now I'm a new person like Mm -hmm. I actually enjoy time by myself Mm -hmm. where before that gave me anxiety Mm. and I would seek out other people and now I'm like I want him to go play so I have time to do what I want to do but I have the old belief system that 
if he's doing that, then I'm alone by myself and I'm uncomfortable. I'm not that person anymore. So now I'm just, I'm releasing that so that it is okay for him to go play because I now you're fine. Yeah. So one, I wrap how many times I love this delicious realization for you. Like chef's kiss to you. Love it. (laughs) But also you're bringing up a really good point. We were wrapping this up. Just kidding. Because now I have another thought too. Um, (laughs) You are bringing up a really good point where when we are going through growth and self-transformation and we are involving, what frequently happens is that we shift our belief system. We We release limiting beliefs that no longer serve us. Like we grow, we involve, we evolve, right? So like think of ourselves as we grow not to make this like a hierarchy thing, but you're stepping up on stairs, right? And what happens sometimes, what, what not even happens sometimes, what happens a lot is that we have a new belief system, but we haven't changed the reactionary behavior or habit. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is we have a knee-jerk response because that's what our body and our nervous system is used to. And it doesn't align with who we are anymore. And so that is also why self-awareness is so important because in those moments, we need to stop ourselves and be like, do I believe this to be true? Which brings me back to a point I was going to make way earlier in the conversation when we were talking about self-talk and you were saying like, as we beat ourselves up and we're really critical of ourselves, stop in that moment and be like, is this really what I believe about myself, right? But this happens with like things like you just explained. Like, do I really believe in this belief? And oftentimes the things that trigger us, if we can stop, and like get ourselves like a little bit calmed down and take a step back. And when I say a step back, like I mean, um, step out of the immediate situation and try to see it from an observer's point of view, like a third party point of view and ask yourself, is this even really what I believe? And the answer is probably no, right? So ultimately, if I'm gonna tie this up and wrap this up, wrap up the podcast and wrap up my point. (laughs) We just like that self-awareness is so key because we need to be constantly checking in with ourselves and asking if our reactions, our patterns of behavior, our habits align with our belief systems and the way we talk to ourselves and who we really are. Yes, I totally agree. And I want to thank you because I just had a complete and utter realization right now that I have been toying with or like like not even toying like struggling with yeah for a really 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 long time like I couldn't figure out like why it makes sense like now I just have to change my reactions to what I really believe and guess what now we're both going to be happier too oh my gosh well I look forward to him noticing the next level of happiness (laughs) and the reaction update yeah so so again like we said if you're hanging in and you're listening to all of this and you can have that realization, you know how many times I've heard her like Melissa say mm. that and it now just clicked. So it just takes that time to, and openness to be able to want to hear it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm so excited for everybody. Um, like we said, this. Yes. yeah, new, uh, this one new realization that hits you in a different way makes you like Tiffany's mm-hmm. no longer the same version of the person that she was when we started this podcast. So I guess true Ta-da! healing and growth <laughs> happens in all sorts of different ways. So, all right, guys, well, thank you so much for hanging in. We took lots of twists and turns, but we think it was delicious information and insight anyway. So um, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Yes. Yeah, see you later.